The following is a sermon from Christ Memorial Church. We are a multi-site church in the St. Louis area. We are compelled by two words, loved and sent. We believe everyone is loved deeply by God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and everyone is sent with great purpose wherever they go. You can find out more about us at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Enjoy the following sermon. So last week, uh, we talked about this simple metaphor that Jesus uses to illustrate his connection with his disciples. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Uh, Jesus is the source of our life and being and action. Uh, Apart from the vine, the branch can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, you and I can do nothing. And that's why we say, that's why we believe that connection to Jesus is everything. And you are already connected to Jesus. He's connected you to himself through his word and through his spirit that nurtures and cultivates and grows faith in you. God has already done for you what you could never do for yourself. You're connected to Jesus. And he pours his abundant forgiveness and love and life into you. And to those who are connected to him, Jesus says, abide. Abide in me and I in you. And we talked about how abide isn't, isn't a passive, relaxed kind of word, uh, but it's an active word. It requires something of us. Uh, it takes a lot of energy and effort to abide and, and to stay put when things are trying to pull us apart. And so I gave you three ways that you can abide with Jesus right now. Uh, one is be present in worship, and, well, you, you came back. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, second is hear God's word every day, and, and we gave you a tool uh, to help you do that, the daily pattern. And then third is consider what false vines there might be in your life, Uh, those things that pull us away from Jesus and and cut them away, prune them. That was last week. And of course, all of that is still true today. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And this metaphor that he uses, this image is so compelling, it's so rich, we're going to take a second look at it, come at it from a bit of a different angle, because connection to Christ also means connection to his body, connection to the church. It's not just about you and Jesus. It's not just this vertical dimension and relationship we have, but there's a horizontal aspect to it. When Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, it's not a singular, individual you. It's plural. It's y'all. And everyone, we've all seen branches, we've all seen trees where there's kind of one vine, one trunk that goes into the ground and connects to the root, but on top there's many, many branches going out. It's Jesus and you and many, many others. It's the people sitting around you right now. It's those who are at home, who can't be with us in person for one reason or another. It's, it's those of you joining us online for worship. It's the church scattered across the world and across the centuries all branches of the one vine, all connected together in Jesus. This is a, uh, a picture from my backyard. And you can see uh, these branches kind of growing over and through the fence a little bit from the neighbor's side. Uh, and it's really, it's not a big deal at all. I just simply trim back the branches every once in a while. Uh, and this is an after picture, uh, after I'd done that a few weeks ago. But I forgot that there were also some branches on the outside of the fence facing the alley. And as I trimmed back these branches, 
I cut whatever was connecting the branches on the outside of the fence to the vine. And the result was this. Dry, withered, dead branches. Now what's interesting about this picture is that I am pretty certain that these branches were not connected to the vine, at least not directly. But instead, they received all of their life, all of their nourishment, all of their energy that they used to grow and produce from other branches, specifically from the ones that I cut. And the point is this. Most of the time, the way God connects us to Jesus through his word is through other people. Most of the time, you and I are connected to the true vine through other branches, through brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and yes, there are exceptions to this. Uh, there have been times where I thought I heard from God directly. I know many of you have had a similar experience. Uh, you've shared those with me. But we have to say that these are rare. Uh, they can't be expected. And, and if we rely upon those exclusively, uh, that's not the only way God connects us to Christ. But instead, the most common way God speaks his word to us is through the words and actions of other Christians. So often God's voice to us sounds like the voice of our parents or siblings or friends, uh, maybe a pastor or a teacher. Uh, it can sound very official, like the reading of scripture or the words spoken during a sacrament. It can sound very ordinary, like a conversation over coffee, or a beer, around the dinner table. Sometimes there's no sound at all. Just a simple act of loving service offered and received in the name of Jesus. You and I are always connected to Jesus by the word of God. It's always through the word. The most common way God uses to speak that word into our lives is through the words and actions of other believers. And this matters not just for how we hear God's word to us. It, it matters for how we speak and how we uh, act and behave towards other people. Because the same way that God first connected you to Jesus through the words and actions of other Christians, the same way he continues to keep you connected to Jesus, he uses your words, your actions, to speak that same word into the lives of others, into other branches who are connected to that same vine. You see, there's this uh, reciprocity to being part of the body of Christ. There's, a, there's this give and take, a back and forth. In a very real way, you and I are responsible to and for one another. That's actually the term the Bible uses, one another. And it shows up all over the New Testament. Uh, Mark chapter 9, be at peace with one another. Colossians chapter 3, bear with and forgive one another. First uh, Thessalonians 5, encourage and build up one another. Almost 50 verses in the New Testament specifically instructing Christians how to love and care for and live with one another as one body in Christ, as branches, all of the same vine. And of course, the greatest commandment of all, from Jesus' own lips. Jesus said, if, if you uh, 
uh, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. And he doesn't keep us in the dark as to what commandment he's talking about. He tells it to us. And I invite you to read this with me. Jesus says, this is my commandment. And to love one another requires a relationship, a connection. To to abide in Jesus, to be connected with him, requires that we're connected with and abide with the body of Christ, with the brothers and sisters around us, uh, that we love one another. And, And as we look at these words of Jesus, we have to start at the end. We have to start with Jesus' love for you and for me, Uh, Because at first blush, this sounds impossible. How can I love people the way Jesus loves me? Who can do this? When we examine our own love, when we really study it, uh, we realize our love isn't selfless. Instead, so often it's selfish, saying, what's in it for me? Uh, How does this person or this relationship add value to my life? Uh, Our love isn't often sacrificial. Most of the time, it's it's self-preserving. Our love isn't limitless. It doesn't give again and again and again, uh, even in the face of rejection, even when it's kind of thrown back at us. But instead, our love has limits. It only goes so far as it's convenient, as it's in our own interest, as long as it doesn't cost too much. If we're honest with ourselves, we don't love as Jesus loves us. Certainly not all the time. Maybe not even most of the time. But as long as as we start with our love, use that as some sort of a a prerequisite for receiving the love of Jesus, we'll we'll miss what our Lord is saying here to us. And and we'll turn these words into a burden that none of us can bear. Remember, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Our love for others begins with Jesus' love for us. It's Jesus who makes the first move. Uh, John put it this way in the New Testament reading we heard a few minutes ago. Uh, He writes, we love because he first loved us. And and Jesus' love is not like our love. Uh, Jesus' love is not, um, it's not, uh, missing the word here. It's not limited. It's not conditional. Jesus' love for you is limitless. It's unconditional. Jesus' love doesn't look out for itself. Instead, it's selfless, giving all of the time. Jesus' love is without limit. And he loves you at a great cost to himself. It costs him everything. And in fact, it's Jesus' love for you, his death and resurrection for you that connects you to him in the first place. Uh, Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Have love. A a past action that continues into the present and on into eternity. It's who you are. You are loved in Jesus. Deeply and abundantly. And so being comes before doing. Uh, Being loved by Jesus comes before loving others. And it's only by abiding in Jesus' love for you that we can love the people around us. 
we love because he first loved us. Now all of that's kind of up here, 30,000 foot level. How do we bring that down? How do, we, how do we act upon this and put this into practice? In this place, in St. Louis, in this community, if you're watching us online, wherever you are, how do we do it right now? In 2020, in the midst of a thing seems to be pulling and falling apart. I've got two things for you. First, be part of a small community centered on God's word and caring for and loving one another. This could be a community group, could be a Bible study, uh, it could be your family at home, the people who live in your household. But be part of a small community, no more than 15, that's centered on God's word, both hearing and speaking it to one another, and then caring for and loving one another. And I've got to warn you, uh, these groups, these small communities, they're not glamorous. Uh, yes, there's often joy and laughter and genuine love and care given and received, but there's also screaming children and schedules that don't line up. There's tears and vulnerability. There's challenge and disappointment and sin. Uh, not sin on the theoretical level, but real sin that causes real offense and real hurt that requires real forgiveness. It wasn't for nothing that Paul wrote to the Colossians, bear with and forgive one another. To be in a group like this, to love others the way Jesus loves us, is costly. And of course, it's not just about other people's sin. It's our own sin that gets in the way. Because when you're in a group like this that, that really knows one another, all of our own insecurities, our own impatience, our own lovelessness will kind of bubble up to the surface. We'll be confronted with all of the ways that we don't love others as Jesus loves us. And again, this isn't love in kind of the theoretical sense, but it's the nitty-gritty Jesus kind of love. And in the face of our own lovelessness and the damage that we cause to the people around us, you'll hear these words. You are loved in Jesus. You're forgiven. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You see, it's in a group like this where you know one another, where you love one another. We're connected to Christ, connected to his body. And this is one of the primary ways that God uses to prune us, to make us look and act and talk and love more and more like Jesus. And so be connected. Be part of a small group centered on God's word, centered on caring for one another. Uh, we have several groups like this operating in our congregation right now. Uh, many of them are still meeting. Uh, they're meeting over Zoom or video chat. Some of them are masking up uh, and gathering in person, either in homes or backyards or even in public parks. Many of these groups are looking for new members. They're open to you joining. And we've got new groups that are looking to launch uh, a little bit later, next month in October. So if you want to be connected to a group like this, you want to practice loving one another. I invite you to talk to me, talk to Pastor Jeff. Uh, we'll get you connected with one of these groups, a group that's centered on God's word. It's devoted to love and care for one another. That's the first thing. Second thing, be part of a service team. 
you know, it's easy uh, to talk about the love of God, about loving one another. Um, it's easy to talk about that. But doing it, doing it's a little bit harder. And in some ways, none of this really makes sense. None of it clicks until you get in there and you start doing it. So be part of a service team. Uh, sign up uh, to help out our fitness center, to, to volunteer back there. Uh, they're looking to reopen starting in early October. Uh, be part of our shepherd's ministry, caring uh, for some of the most vulnerable and at-risk members of our community here. Um, sign up to be part of our tech team, uh, or uh, taking down chairs or setting them up for Sunday worship. Be part of a team outside of our congregation one of our mission partners, uh, sign up for the Love Sent Servant event. Many of you have asked me, is that still happening in the middle of a pandemic? The answer is yes, it is. But it's going to look a little bit different. Rather than kind of this one-day event, we're going to spread it out over three weeks in October. That's a way to keep us safe, to keep the people that we serve safe, uh, but also, God willing, to multiply the impact of that event. But be part of a service team. Put into practice love for one another, for those in the body of Christ here uh, and those out in our community, those who might be far from Jesus. This is a concrete way for you to practice what our Lord says. Again, if, if you want to get plugged into that, talk to me, talk to Pastor Jeff, and we'll get you connected. Because we believe a connection to Jesus and connection to the body of Christ in this place, in a local place, is everything. Now, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Uh, apart from me, you can do nothing, and you're already connected to Jesus. Uh, he's already poured his love into you, his selfless, limitless, sacrificial love, the kind of love that cost him everything, the kind of love that raises the dead, that cleanses over our own lovelessness and empowers you to go out, to be sent to love others in his name. It's who you are. You are loved by Christ. And so in his name, love one another. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the sermon from Christ Memorial. If you happen to be in St. Louis or live in St. Louis, we would love to meet you and have you join us for worship on Sunday. We are located in South County, St. Louis at 5252 South Lindbergh. We also have a city site called Reliant that is located on the St. Louis University Medical Campus in Crave Coffee House. You can find all of our worship times and information at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Hope you have a good day, and remember, you are loved by God deeply through His Son, Jesus Christ, and you are sent with great purpose wherever you go. Have a good day.